And this is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it. You're a coach, author, speaker, and you're looking for the best return on your time and investment. We're giving you full access to how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your pod. We're brother and sister. Join our family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure. Let's get amplified. Hey, Amplify You family, Michelle Abraham here today. I'm super excited. I've got with you another amazing, wicked cool guest. I've got Business Babes Collective CEO founder, Danielle Weeb with me today. So hey, Danielle, how are you doing? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Awesome. So Danielle is this like mastermind behind the humongous Business Babes Collective, which is a gathering of like like-minded women from all over the place. Right now they've got five locations, Vancouver, Victoria, San Diego, Seattle, and Toronto, which is amazing. We're going to dive into what Danielle is a master at is building community and collaboration. So uh, that's super important when we're launching our podcast and getting a following in podcasting. So we're going to dive into Danielle's brains and find out how she's done this and how she's kind of kept a community growing to the level it's at and then how she can get started doing this. So uh, welcome, Danielle. Thanks for being with us today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. So let's just like start at the beginning. What were you doing before business, business babes collective? And like, what made you go like, Hey, this sounds like something I really want to like build. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, great question. So I grew up in a very entrepreneurial family. So uh, my uh, opa, grandpa started a business back when he came to Canada and my mom started a business. We've, we've just had a lot. My sister started a business too. And so when I was younger, I always thought that I would have my own um, business or be an entrepreneur, but I didn't exactly know what that was going to look like. So out of university, I studied marketing and business, and I tried a lot of different things. (laughs) I worked for a bunch of different companies. I tried to start my own businesses. Um, I ended up uh, starting my own social media and marketing business when I was still going to school. And that lasted for about a year. And I really loved that. That gave me a lot of experience, a lot of learning curves. And so during that whole time, I also um, partnered with a health and wellness company. I was working for my mom's business. And so all during this time, I was also looking for a community where I could, could go get support, learn about how to grow. And I didn't really find and what I was looking for, I think um, I was looking for networking events that could bring me together with other like-minded women. And I always felt like when I went to those type of events, I always felt like the odd one out and I felt like almost I didn't belong there. And so for me, I wanted to create a community where we could create that safe place for people that are either further along in their business or people that are just starting out and a place where they can ask questions uh, and they didn't have to kind of put on a front of pretending to have it all together. So that basically was the idea behind how we started and how we launched. Uh, And yeah, it's been now five years of doing this. And of course it's grown and evolved from what it was when we started, but that's a basic kind of behind the scenes of what it looks like before. That's awesome. I love it. So I love that you had the idea. Um, this is what you wanted to do. You found a community and you started a community that was like 
one that you would have wanted to be involved yeah. in when you were just first starting. I think that's so important. I think that's how I've done a lot of things in my life too. It's like, I create what I wish I had like a few years before. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's exactly like the podcasting thing too, right? Like let me help people get started on the podcast because I struggled so much to like starting one. So um, yeah, I just love that. So it's such a good idea because you are then in like such, I think you're right, like some of the, like the businessy type after five kind of cocktails and things are a little intimidating for someone just starting business. It's not really the most welcoming or, you know, environment to ask questions for a newbie. And so I really right. love that. So how did you get your first like ball rolling? I think this is the hardest part. Like I feel mm. like you're pushing a snowball up a hill for, or a huge mountain for many, <laughs> many, many, many months. And so how did that snowball just start getting going? Yeah. So originally when I actually started hosting events, I didn't really think that I would start a business out of doing it. I just more saw it as an opportunity to connect with other women and to kind of create that community that I was craving. And I was doing a lot of different things at once. And so I never really thought that this was actually would become my full-time business, which it is now. Mm -hmm. And so when we started, it was just hosting these little pop-up events, um, workshops, basically getting people together to network. And I would also reach out to people within the community that had built businesses. And I would reach out to them and I'd say, Hey, we're hosting this event. Would you want to be on a panel? And would you want to talk about your experience on how you started a business and, and, you know, give that kind of feedback and advice to other people. So I, I really kind of from the beginning brought people along on the journey with me and pitched other people to kind of be a part of the vision of what I wanted to create. And I think that really helped because I think if you're trying to do everything on your own and you're trying to sort of just create everything from scratch and you're doing it by yourself, it's going to grow slowly. <laughs> and so I've always kind of been someone who I want other people to be on board. I want to collaborate. I want to connect with other people. So basically bringing other people along for the ride. And yeah, it created that momentum, I think, because I was involving other people. So they were sharing that idea with people in their own networks. And it sort of expanded and grew from there. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And like relating it back to the podcasting, like when you're first starting a podcast, like you want to like kind of involve your your, your audience that you may have now, but like start getting some people on board is like, this is the vision. This is the mission. I think that was one of the key things that you said, like getting other people investing into like, like having the same vision as you, because it's hard to, um, get people on board to a train that you don't know where they don't know where they're going. And so exactly. I think like having that vision, uh, as the, as the key person involved, I think that was really smart of you to do that. And then sharing that vision with other people and then reaching out to people that already have community within the community. So for our podcaster sitting at home thinking, Oh, that was a good one. That was a really good one. So thanks for that nugget, Danielle. And like thinking about it, like who can you reach out to that's in your immediate um, audience or who that you can want to reach out and collaborate with who already has an audience as well that they can then get on board with your mission. We have so many shows launching right now that are like the movement. So like we have um, some girls doing the new truth and this is like a movement of like loving yourself over mm -hmm. like the traditional, like <laughs> a dating and relationship kind of situations. And we have another show right now. It's called the rebels for joy. And so like they're about 
bringing joy. And so it's, I think it's really great and really smart to like kind of start it with a vision. Yeah. And mission. So for business babes, um, you guys want it to be the community for people to feel welcome and, um, you know, feel comfortable. And then mm-hmm. now we're, now that you're in so many cities, like what was, how was, how did that evolve? Yeah. So the, the first time that we even thought about opening up another city was I actually have a really good friend that lives in San Diego and I was visiting her and her husband and um, my husband and I went out there. We were just hanging out and talking and she was asking me about my community in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Originally it was just in Vancouver that we were hosting these events and she was saying, man, this is really cool what you're doing. And I so wish there was something like that here in San Diego. You know, I have been kind of looking for something similar. I haven't really been able to find anything. And so at, you'd think at that time, I would think, oh, this is a great idea. But I actually didn't think about it then. It was when I flew home and I had some time to think about it. And I thought, oh, well, why couldn't we do something in San Diego? And maybe my friend could be the catalyst for getting that going over there. And so initially it was literally just, hey, why don't we do this together? I can be your coach and I can share with you what we've done here in Vancouver, what's worked for us. Because of course, at that time I had been running the business for two years. And so I had learned a lot. Mm-hmm. had done a lot of things wrong and I had made a lot of mistakes. And so I could kind of be her coach and share with her, okay, this is what worked. This is what didn't work. Here's how, here's how we have found the best way to create these events and to create this community. So that was the first time we launched into another city mm-hmm. and she was the cha- She became the chapter leader there in San Diego. And then from there, it was basically through those relationships. So every single chapter leader that we have currently Mm -hmm. has come from a relationship that I've had with them to begin with. And we've built that over time. They've either actually the three um, other um, chapter leaders have come to our events in Vancouver Mm -hmm. and they were in Vancouver for a time. And then they moved back to the cities that they're originally from and then said, Hey, I want to, create this in my own city, but they were already a part of our community in Vancouver. So they kind of understood how it worked and how we did things. And so then I then became their coach as well to sort of help them develop the communities where they were at. That's great. And so I love the idea of enlisting someone else that kind of is believing in your mission too, to then help run another, another, another event. So do you give them like a template and everything on how to run it or do they kind of get to have that creativity themselves? That's a great question. A little bit of both. Mm-hmm. So we do give them like what's working here, what we've done in the past. Uh, right now, our team in Vancouver, we're really working on providing as much value and as much support to our community leaders as possible. So for example, creating graphics, um, you know, helping them with like stock imagery for photos for social media, um, giving them ideas of like what we're testing here and what's working for us. So giving them as much as we can, but also allowing them to be creative as well, because, you know, these women in all of our cities, they're super creative. They have, you know, amazing minds of their own where they can come up with things. And then we just sort of keep, keep that conversation open back and forth. They'll Mm -hmm. say, Hey, I thought of this idea. I don't know what you think of this. You know, do you think this could maybe work? And usually I'm like, yeah, let's try it. Why not? And then we test it out, see if it works, if it does. Awesome. And the great thing about it is that 
the chapter leaders are also connected to one another. So we can kind of brainstorm on like what's working in each city, how, how can we kind of help support each other. So that's sort of where we're at right now is just testing things, seeing what works. And of course we do have kind of a structure of, you know, what we want to provide as a community. So we have pretty high standards on, on one of the examples is how we want people to feel when they come in. So everyone's welcomed. Everyone is, um, you know, talked to making sure that they're feeling, you know, comfortable. A lot of people get really nervous before networking events. And so making sure people are feeling welcome and, and good in the space and those types of things, we really want to make sure that that's happening in every city. But as far as creative ideas or different speakers or different topics, that's kind of a place where we can be more creative and figure out what each city wants to do. That's great because then you guys can kind of like, you know, bounce ideas off of each other and, and grow yeah. from there, which is very cool. So what do you think is, um, for someone who's looking at starting a community, what are some key things of like kind of getting a community to grow that has been really helpful for you? Yeah. So I think one thing, as I said at the beginning, it's getting people on board with your mission. And I guess the first step in that would be to have a mission <laughs> and to have a vision of where you want to go, what you want to do, what you want to create. Mm -hmm. And I think it takes, sometimes it takes some time to really figure out what you want and, and, and what, what kind of value you want to bring to the world, the, your community, right? So for us, we actually have gone through a lot of really figuring out what are we providing for our community. And so uh, basically we've come up with three words that we want to be like are the center of everything that we do. So mm -hmm. one of those words is education. We want everyone that comes to our events to be getting value and things that they can directly implement into their business and help their business grow. We also want connection community to be a huge part of that. So connecting people to one another, um, creating community where they can feel like they're not alone on this journey of entrepreneurship and then also impact. So what we mean by that is we as a community want to impact each and every one of the people a part of our community so that they can go out and then impact their own communities and, and um, their own businesses to grow that way. So that's sort of like our three words. So maybe thinking about what are your three words maybe or five words or whatever. You can choose what you want. But like what's your mission? How are you helping people? And then getting other people on board with that mission. Mm -hmm. um, Another thing too, I mean, we have used social media in a huge way to build that community. And I think a lot of people think about social media as like you're posting and you're sharing, which is of course part of it. But we really think of it as it's a place where we can engage with other people and engage with our community. So we are, are always on there commenting on people's photos, you know, um, keeping up to date with our community and supporting them. And then they are like, wow, like this community really supports me and my business and they get more on board. And then they're also talking about us to, to their own, you know, spheres of influence, if that makes sense. So, you know, they're telling their friends how many times 
like we've had people where they're either a part of one of our groups or mastermind groups or our events, they've come to one and then the next time they come and they bring a friend. And so that's really how we've grown pretty organically is people talking about us. Mm -hmm. um, we don't do a ton of paid advertising. Uh, we've experimented a little bit, but mostly it's like grown through word of mouth and that, and word of mouth can be now both uh, <laughs> <So> in person <laughs> yeah. Through podcasting, right? Um, through social media, there's so many different forms of word of mouth nowadays. And so that's really how we've been able to grow quite significantly over the past few years. That's great. And I think that engagement part is really big. So between events, you guys are, uh, all your members are in a Facebook group. Is that where you guys? Yeah, most? so we have, we have a Facebook group, but um, we've also created uh, mastermind groups, mm -hmm. which are like kind of, more intimate communities where we connect over Zoom and we uh, do kind of masterminding and brainstorming in, in groups as well. So that's all done online. And then of course we have our, our um, Instagram page, we have our Facebook group. Um, we're just starting a podcast, so we're kind of adding to sort of the resources that we have. But yeah, basically I would say, hmm, our hub is probably Instagram, yeah. to be honest. Let's say, like, where do most people, like, communicate? Yeah, is that Instagram for your audience? Instagram, probably, yeah. yeah. And how are people communicating with you guys? Is that through, like, tagging you on things, writing comments under the posts that you guys are making, or are they direct messaging you guys? Yeah, it's, it's all of the above. <laughs> so <laughs> we, do, we do a lot of – people will message us um, – from our accounts and we try to be really active in there. Of course, as we grow, it's getting harder to manage, but we really try to make sure that we're responding to people. Mm -hmm. um, even when we do things like giveaways, when we do a giveaway, we won't just message the person that wins, you know, say it's two free tickets to an event. We'll message them and we'll give them the two free tickets, but we'll also message all the people that, that entered mm -hmm. and we'll say, Hey, you know, Hey Susan or Hey Sally, you know, thank you so much for entering our giveaway. We really appreciate you. And, uh, we'd love to actually offer you, you know, um, $10 off if you want to join us for our next event. Mm -hmm. So we're really trying to like engage our community and be personable with them um, use their names if we can, if we can find their names on their Instagram and just try to allow them to see that like we want to get to know them. Mm -hmm. um, we're not just here to promote what we have going on, but we, we want to help them and we want to be a support for them. Right. I think that's really huge too. Like, um, so, uh, treating your audience is not like just like a mass, but like an individual. Mm -hmm. I think that's huge. What you just yeah. said, um, really like naming them, having their name, talking to yeah. them, using their name, like all that stuff just like sets you apart from a lot of the other companies that are out there, like, um, doing social media marketing as an impersonal kind of way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've gotten a bunch of ideas as you were saying that in our, for our social media too, because it's hard to keep up the engagement, especially I find on Instagram mm -hmm. is not my favorite like platform, but it's like where like a lot of things are happening. And so yeah, it's like, you know, it's a lot easier in a Facebook group to communicate with people. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think it's just, it's, it's, it's being creative and it's also evolving with the platform too, because as we all know, like these platforms are evolving almost every day and it's hard to keep up for sure. But I think it's just being open to, okay, 
Um, nowadays, you know, um, people, even with the way that people are interacting with posts, people are able to like, people are able to comment, people are also able to send or post in their stories your post, and people are able to save your post. So there's like so many options of what people can do. So some people are saying, oh, well, my likes are really down. It's like, okay, but are people saving your posts? Are people sending your posts? Like there's a lot of other ways that they can engage with you. And so it's just kind of being open to that and figuring out like, what does your community want? What does your community need? And then trying to give them that. What we've realized with our community is that they really want the educational piece of it. They're like so hungry for education. So we're trying to create some like graphics and different things that we can share on our platforms that are actually educating them on, um, you know, how to network, like what are the top 10 tips for how to network? And they can, they can save that. They can have that so that the next time they're nervous to go to a networking event, they can go over that list and they can be like, okay, I can do it. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what we're trying to provide for our community is that education piece too. Yeah. And I thought, I thought it was interesting um, that you said too, that most of your clients come from like, yeah, not necessarily finding you online, but like by like that personal referral. And I always laugh because the same thing happens in our business too. It's like 99% of our business is, although highly digital, our business, we do everything online, but 99% of our business comes from someone introducing us to the next person who we're going to work with. And I love that, like that you're able to do that in your group too, because that's so, I think, I think that's the way that like actually business is going that, you know, it's not just like a Facebook ad to an opt-in and you never talk to anyone until you get to their high level coaching. Like that's not the yeah. way I want to do business. I want to get to know like everyone at like every level. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's really important too. And I think that's, you know, which I think it shows a lot from a business so that most people come in through someone else introducing them into the community too. Are you yeah. guys seeing any other kind of ways of outreach and um, getting new members or getting your new, new people into your community? Yeah, I mean, we're really trying to utilize our email list um, a lot more. I think uh, getting people engaged on our email because uh, as we know, as, as we just talked about, like social media changes every day. Um, the great thing about emails is that they still come to an into your inbox, right? So there's no like algorithm there really. And so yes, people are maybe signed up to do more emails than they were in the past. But at the same time, if your, you know, subject lines are engaging, if you're providing good content within the emails, then uh, you can really engage your audience really well. And so we're trying to test that out. Um, sharing sharing value and also sharing stories as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then of course we're promoting what we have going on, like our, you know, when we have enrollment to our mastermind groups, we're sending an email about that. And obviously when we have events, we're updating people, mm -hmm. but we're also trying to include that value so that even if people are opening up the email, they're never buying a product from us or, you know, signing up to one of our programs are still getting value out of it. So mm -hmm. we're really working to, try to come up with more content that we can share that our community really wants and needs. Yeah. yeah I love that because, you know, like you said, the email, uh, you know, you can still provide huge value in email um, and also still get people to listen to your podcast or, you know, yeah. you're conditioning them to open because you're giving such good value yeah. so that when you do have something to offer, they're still going to open it because they know they always get value from you. I think that's really yeah. important too. And that's a good one for, to keep in mind for everyone who has a podcast too, or looking at podcasting when you're promoting our show every week, 
add some other value to it. And then, you know, when you do have a, an event or a, a promotion or something, your audience knows that no matter what, if they open that email or not, <laughs> if they buy your program or not, they're still getting something really of value out of that. And I think that's, that's really huge. Like super high value driven businesses are the way, are the way of the world these days. I think that those are the businesses that are creating the ripple effect and making more impact out there. And so I yeah. think that's super awesome. Yeah. So and obviously, I mean, we are, we are, we are in the process of starting our podcast as well. So that will be another avenue. But of course that's, um, we haven't tested that yet. So it's just super new. Um, but yeah, I think like you said, providing value, whatever form it's in, whether it's yeah, podcasting or your emails or your social media, just making sure that your, your ideal client is attracted to that post and they're getting value out of it. Mm, yeah, I really love that. So what's the big vision for you with Business uh, Babes Collective? Yeah, um, we really want to become like a hub for people that they can come, they can get um, educated on how to not only how to start a business, but how to scale a business. I think that's where my heart lies right now is helping people scale. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have a lot of people, a part of our community who have started businesses and, and they're at that sort of breaking point where they know that there's so much potential, um, but they feel like they're like stuck a little bit, right? And so for us, providing things like our mastermind groups um, and different educational resources that we're wanting to provide both at our events, but also for our online programs and resources. So helping people to kind of get past those roadblocks so that they can actually grow and scale their business. Cause I think a lot of times people kind of come to this point mm -hmm. and they're not sure how to now they're like, Oh, I'm actually, I'm making money from what I love to do. This is awesome. But then they're sort of coming up with all these roadblocks and saying like, okay, I want to get to the next level, but I have no idea how to do that. And I want to hire a team, but I don't even know how to go about that. So that's really where my heart lies on like, how can we help people grow and scale a sustainable, profitable business that they love? And, you know, if they want to scale it to the next level, we give them the resources to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. And we know what, we know what those roadblocks are. Like usually it's the owner in the way, <laughs> right? I know that's yeah, something we're really working on. It's a lot of mindset too. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, like we build this great business around because we're so good at doing it, right? Now it's like, yeah, how do you get that duplicating and hiring app? Someone who is even smarter than you. <laughs> Someone who's even better than you doing it. Yeah, it's so awesome. I love that. I think that's a really, that's really neat. You see so many people get to a certain level and then they just kind of, okay, this is it. I'm here. Like, you know, awesome. But then like, yeah, I get stuck in that right spot there. I think that's really amazing. So for people who are not. And I think in, sometimes. Oh, go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, sometimes people also at that point end up losing the passion for what they do um, because a lot of times when you're first starting up, you're in, going through a lot of growth and it's exciting and it's, you know, and then they get to that point and then they're like, oh, I don't know how to grow past this point. And it's almost like they lose steam and they lose passion for what they're doing. So it's like, I want to like reignite that passion and that excitement and yeah. give them sort of like the hope that they can actually grow um, and they don't have to necessarily grow the size of their team or grow their revenue, but 
just create systems where they can feel more, whether it's maybe they want more time, they don't necessarily want to grow the revenue side of it, but they want more time. So helping them to kind of get excited about their business again. Yeah, that's awesome. Because we know what happens like when you start off your own business. And I did this when I was in the fitness industry. So excited about training people, but then like didn't realize that like, yeah, training everyone. And then I have to do the marketing and the bookkeeping and the websites and like yeah. all the other stuff, right? Like that's like a lot of extra yeah. stuff. So, yeah. And it's like, you go in there for a passion. I think you start to lose a little bit of that passion when you have to realize like all these other things you're supposed to be doing as well as the owner. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just the thing that you wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's such a funny point in business. So it's hard to get, it's hard to get over that little hurdle there. So that's a great, yeah. so for people who are not in any of the cities that you guys have the collective in at the moment, what can, are there any online things that people can join and how do we find out more about what you're doing and where the events are? Yeah. So people can go to our website. It's just www.businessbabescollective.com. Um, people can also check out our Instagram. It's businessbabesco. Uh, and pretty much other than just our events, we also have uh, online workshops that we run. And then also we have our Action Takers Club program, which is basically a four-week business program. And it's kind of like an online, um, uh, it's kind of like an online um, school, but we actually do the sessions live. So they're kind of like with other people and they're able to sort of ask questions and things like that. And then our mastermind groups is another kind of resource for people that are sort of further along in their business that are kind of wanting to scale it. That's kind of probably the best option too. Awesome. And for those of us that are in towns that we can get to a um, uh, live event, how often do they happen? Yeah. Um, it depends on the city. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of our cities, are approximately once a month. Um, some of them might be every other month or every quarter or so. So it really depends on the city. In Vancouver, we do them basically monthly. So if they get on our website and they scroll down, we have all our cities listed there and they can get on an email list and uh, they'll be updated whenever there's a, an event happening in their city. Cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So make sure you guys uh, head out to those events or check out the business babes collective.com and you can find out more about Danielle's company where all the cities that they're growing to, which is amazing and all the awesome stuff they do online. Plus I would highly recommend checking out their Instagram because it sounds like that's where all the excitement happens. And that was at, <laughs> was that business babes co. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Business babes co. Awesome. So Danielle, any last words for people that are out there thinking, okay, I want to start a podcast, but um, don't have like a huge community right now. How do I kind of get that big community following going out there and, uh, and sustaining it? Yeah. I mean, I think that to, to be realistic, you, you need to grow your community over time and build actual real relationships. Cause I think that it's one thing to try to <clears throat> build a following on social media and it's another to actually build a community. So I would focus on the relationships that you're building first um, and your social media second. The other thing that I'll say is that it does take, for example, for what we're doing, you know, it's not just me helping manage all of the social platforms that we're doing. You know, we have, 
one person who's helping us run our Pinterest and our blog. We have another person who's doing graphics and, and creating that you know, visual side of our business. We have someone else who's helping with like the event side. So it's taking a, a big team. Plus we have our different chapter leaders all over. So just know that you don't have to do it all yourself. Mm -hmm. So grow your relationships, grow your community, build relationships with other people maybe other people that are podcasting um, and build those strong relationships, maybe do like a podcast swap where they'll, they'll interview you, you'll interview them and, and just sort of grow those um, partnerships and relationships organically. The other thing that I'll say is that try to for sure make sure that any kind of partnership and relationship that you're building, you're really um, making sure the other person is getting a lot of value out of it too. Mm -hmm. So not just being, all about yourself and all about your own business growth, but really how can I serve, you know, this other person and how can I bring them value or how can I bring their audience value? And I think that's the best way to build those relationships because that's where you're going to build that trust with people as well. Um, but yeah, as far as sustaining it, that question, uh, hire people <laughs> to help. <laughs> Even if it's part-time, you can hire people part-time or contract that out um, to another company that maybe does, like for the social media piece, there's a lot of social media marketing companies that could potentially help you manage that because um, it's a lot to do it all by yourself. If anyone has tried to just do it all themselves and be consistent and continue to grow, it's hard. So <laughs> get other people on board. Sounds like you're speaking from experience on that one. Danielle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I can relate to. And you know, it's one of those things too. I think when you have such a really big vision that you're sharing with people too, oftentimes you'll get people to volunteer and want to be a part of it and just, Ooh, just to get yeah. the experience and just to be involved too. So don't be afraid of looking for volunteers at first too. Right. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, especially when you can like, you know, provide a provide some value for them as well and making sure they're getting it out of there, showcasing their business or, you know, things like that. I've seen that being really successful in businesses too, uh, communities, uh, just, you know, that collaborative mindset I think is where we're going to all win in the end. And I love, love, love what you said, build your community first and relationships first, and then you're following. I hope you guys all heard that. <laughs> we have some other people that are obsessed with the numbers and the rankings and everything like that. And it's like, you know, at the end of the day, if you're, you've got a hundred downloads on your podcast and a hundred people, you were standing in a room full of hundred people, you'd be so excited. So keep that in mind yeah, exactly. because they're numbers on social media, <laughs> but I love that build the relationships and build that. And then the following will come. So thank you, Danielle, for spending the afternoon with us. It was lovely chatting with you and getting to know, make sure you guys go definitely check out businessbabescollective.com and you can find out where all the different cities are. Again, it's like Victoria, San Diego, Toronto, Vancouver, and Seattle. So go check it out. And, uh, Stay in touch with Danielle and see what she's up to next. Thanks, Danielle. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to share your message with the world, head over to mypodcastcoach.com to download your free podcast launch plan. And head over to iTunes to like, subscribe, and review so we can spread this message. Until next time, be your own unique genius. <laughs>